on this edition of the podcast, we're going to look at season 11 and take a look at what to expect coming up tonight, the first half of the newest season of Fake Baseball. Let's get to it. Time for the podcast. Muistathan myös peukut. Terkuen K-City Market. It is the commish. We are here for another episode of the cast. Um, I think I was going to wait until after the first half was simmed, but due to popular demand, aka Subby, I have decided to record an episode right now because I have the time anyway. So here we are, night, the doorstep of season 11, while that we're here. And of course, what you're wondering is what the future holds. What does my crystal ball reveal for the upcoming year? And uh, I don't know, every year's weird, right? These seasons have gotten more interesting. The cap changes, some death signings. I think Sakamoto, our defending champs, did some cool reloading this coming season. Um, the crystal ball, uh, has another tight sort of type of the top of the race season coming up forthcoming. The other thing to talk about before we get into to the predictions, I guess, is to think about, and I have not decided this literally as we're, uh, it, five ish hours, five and a half hours from sim time. And I have not yet decided what we're doing about the postseason matchups. Um, we do have seven teams, of course, provided everyone is, over 500, um, that rule will remain the same, of course. But what we don't know is whether or not we're going to have a, uh, a situation where teams can pick their opponent. Um, I'm tempted to try this after last season's um, griping about, uh, about the seating situation, um, which I appreciate. And um, and uh, we just never thought, never, you know. I never fixed it because we, you know, we just had never, which has been a kind of a new thing over the last couple of adding teams to the postseason, and it was never a thing until it became a thing. And now it's a thing. Um, so I'm kind of intrigued by this idea. I think we're going to do it. Um, so how this is going to work is um, after Wednesday night, once we know who the playoff teams are, you will have until Thursday night, which means there'll be no more simming the postseason early. Um, I guess less everyone's bids are in who they want to play against, but um, but ideally how this would work is if you'd have until, um, obviously top seed teams, top seeded teams would have until the, um, until the evening of Thursday to pick their opponent. And you just basically send me a list of who you prefer in order. Like, I'm not going to do this iteratively. We don't have time for that. So you just send me a list of here who's I prefer in order. And then basically by seed, we did, we assign the, the teams in that order. So first seed would obviously just wait it out. And then they would decide, I'll take, I want, you know, give me the lowest seed or give me these guys in this order, whatever. And then I will set the matchups up in that way. Kind of fun because then we can actually do a matchup show and I can 
you know, tease out who's playing who and we do some previews or whatever. Um, so we're going to do that this season. Um, in a world where no one responds, we'll stop doing it and I'll just do it based on seating. So um, no big deal either way, but that's where I'm at right now. Um, so now we've discussed that. Let's get into so a little bit of prediction ch chatting, shall we? Um, so the prediction model seems to like, seems to think that these are the teams that are going to contend in the top like 100 win seasons. Pori, Lapua, Olu, Kupia. That's what it thinks. Um, I don't see any reason to believe that that's not true. Um, Pori, more, more, I think probably they've had, you know, sort of interesting rise the last couple of seasons, getting into the postseason and sort of having short exits. Um, but the, the models seem to think that this season is the season that they sort of they become a team that's a true, you know, player in the situation. Uh, so that's four teams. Who are the other three who are postseason uh, worthy or on the cusp of postseasoning? Well, that for that, the models seem to think that Helsinki should be back in the race after taking a year off last season, which I believe makes sense to me. Um, the team, you know, has too talented to miss out, I would think. Um, Aaron Nickin and you know a good season, and, and they should be able to to get themselves back into a playoff conversation again. Given that the Ita is sort of between, it's weird because it's very top heavy now. You've got Kupio, Helsinki, Saka, Mokuvala, and then the rest of the division is kind of just a step behind. But um, but speaking of that, then the models seem to think that Helsinki, Sakamo, Kuvala, and sort of at the bottom of that list, Turku maybe having a chance to have a, to have a common discussion. Turku, much like the old Nikoli teams, seems to get close. Like those teams are kind of, you know, they're kind of traded players back and forth for a while. And it kind of, it's just a weird, it's a weird club. And they, they don't, I don't know that, that they have the, the you know, they're going to need some intervention to, to like, you know, in terms of like a cool modeling or something he does to get that team into playoff conversation. Um, but as we've learned before, anything's possible. One thing we've never seen in this league um, is a truly like, at least initially in the modern era, but even in the old days, you know, living to 11 seasons now, you know, through a generation of players, basically. We've never seen a like substandard champion. Um, I know I just did the, if you look in the digest on the channel, there is a um, discussion of the teams in history that have, you know, made the postseason and won titles rather. And, you know, the number one team in history, actually funny enough, the number one two and uh, two teams make the, the, make the in history, rather, are teams that didn't win titles. Uh, 38, Kupio, in 1940, Lapua. Of course, 37, Kupio won it all. The surprise, they're probably the most surprising champion ever. And they'd be the only team that I'd say was sort of the most substandard champion. I guess 34, Sakamo, was also an average champion. But I feel like those Sakamo teams were pretty good. The, the, the ELO just doesn't love them as much because teams have just gotten so much better in this league since those days. So I think that's less about them being bad and more to do with just, you know, kind of where teams have gotten. You know, at 34 by then, we're sort of before the 35 draft, you know, post the early, early seasons of the league. And so it was kind of weird. Um, and so because 34 Pori wasn't that much worse. So um, it's much better, rather. Um, in any case... Uh, yeah, so anyway, I think that we haven't seen a team that's been truly bad. Um, I guess 38 Hivinko's, you know, is okay. I don't feel like any of these teams I'm looking at were bad. I think they were all pretty good, pretty solid teams. There's no, like, Cardinals team that won 82 games. No Marlins, 03 Marlins situation here. Kupio's the closest thing we have to that. But I think that has more to do with that team being surprising and we not knowing those players and them all having breakout years at once and sort of now being sustainably, you know, sustainably dominant team. 
as opposed to being a true, again, sort of O3 Marlin situation. Um, if you get back into the modeling some more, and you look at this is, of course, without you all touching your teams or doing anything other than sort of just looking at the models again, the model seems that the, the future model seems to think that things can be a little closer. And so um, that Turco team actually has some really crazy offense. You got an XMO Spino and Tito Toivinen, um, who are sort of who should have really strong years offensively um, as home run hitters. And then, of course, John Hugo Madison, you know, steady, consistent uh, batsman who should be able to, so for him, a back, bounce back season. And if that were to happen, um, that team the team should be pretty uh, hard to deny a playoff spot to. And so that that's that's fascinating to me. Um, as a, you know, again, as a 90-win team, this, the actual simulation model seems to think that predicts an Olu a 98-win season, a Sakamo 97-win season. Um, so this is different than the preseason predictions. Um, and if you're wondering how this works out, basically, I create an alternate file. I, I, I fire all of you as managers, and then let the AI just guess. And um, so, of course, it's wrong because you all do things that the AI would not do. Like, AI can't account for what Kuvala does with their crazy rotation situation, right? The game is no, it doesn't do that. So it just does a standardized thing. So, so it, none of the stuff that you would do would account for, for what the next game actually does, which is why this is wrong. But it's still fun to talk about it because it can give you some ideas about things maybe you'll want to do or whatever. Jamari Bond should have another, another massive season. Um, expect to stick big things from him. Um, I don't think there'll be a sophomore slump there. Um, I think Alvin Ramon will make a strong case for an MVP. Um, Ed Karjalainen should have a strong year as well. Um, I guess, what else should we talk about in terms of rookies, maybe? Before we do that, actually, um, Lapowas, Yuso uh, Yelonen, if you don't have been in a rotation, he should be. He is in a rotation. He was last year. Um, pitcher of the year candidate. Um, should have a really, really good year. Um, what things are interesting? What else is interesting to me? What else am I seeing that's worth noting? Um, should there be any weird upsets or weird things that should happen this year? I think Turku would be wild. If Turku could make postseason, it'd be at the, it'd be at the, <clears throat> pardon me, it'd be at the, um, the peril of Kuvala or Helsinki. Like if, if they sneak in, it means that Kuvala or Helsinki had bad years. And so that seventh spot's really the only spot that I see as being a, uh, as a true opening spot. I think that you can pretty much put good money on Olu Pavinka. Pori, Lapua, Sakamo. Um, and that leaves, I mean, Kupio, I would think, I mean, Kuvala, I would think as well. And so really, I think there you go. I don't know that, I don't see Turku bursting into that scene. I think your Olu, Havinka, Pori, Lapua, Sakamo, Kuvala, Kupio are your seven teams. Um, but if, if that's not going to happen, it means that one of those teams needs to have a bad year. And it means to, to get Helsinki with their young players or Kuvala in with their crazy rotation situation, you know, wild deal stuff that they're doing. Um, and so that Turku, uh, Turku Helsinki um, situation will be, will, will have to, they'll have to, it'll be fun to see if those teams can sneak in. Because again, as we've learned, once you sneak in, anything is possible, but you've got to get yourself into the conversation. So first half is super important. Um, this is the time you want to get that team together get stuff lined up um, in future draft conversation stuff. I guess a real brief mention to say that um, I have no idea how it's going to look. I haven't looked at my spreadsheet yet, but I would guess that, um, that you, this is, this is a year that you're going to, um, 
want to hold on to those higher um, those those earlier round picks rather than banking on those late round picks because my sense is that um, this is not going to be as deep a draft as it's been in the past. Again, I need to, I don't know how the spreadsheet is going to promote it, but having looked at it before, my, if I recall correctly, and I've not opened it, I'm not going to for this podcast. I don't want to go that far, but. Um, but I would suspect that if you, if you have if you have early round picks and, and you want to move them, that those first, second, third rounders, this is a good draft to have those. Um, this may be a just may I don't know. It, this may be a draft where those late rounds, sixth, seventh round, eighth round picks probably aren't going to be as as um, as useful as they've been in the past. Um, is my guess. Um, I could be wrong about this, so maybe you just feel like this is bad information. I don't really know. Hard to say. Um, but something I might mention to you all as well. Um, I think one last thing I wanted to do before I hang up, before we end and get ourselves kind of pumped for later on, is to talk about some rookies, names you should start to know, names that maybe you should... Here's a guy I'm curious about, um, and he's not even on this... Actually, he's not even I mean, really ranked anywhere in here. But um, who was that guy that got drafted by Cupio? They made, it, they made all those picks to get him. Gabe Britt. So this goofball is 26 now. They've still never used him in the rotation. He's, he's an ace. He's a legit ace. But for the past two seasons, they've been using him as a reliever. He's an interesting ca- character to me. Um, Southpaw with ace capabilities hanging out in the bullpen. Um, the models seem to think that should, they shouldn't do that. But the models have thought that for three years. And for three years, he's two years. And both years, he's been in the bullpen. I think this season not going to have a choice because looking at the rotation, it doesn't seem like they're going to have a, not going to have a choice but to put him in the rotation. So I guess it's a moot point. But funny thing, um, speaking of aces, um, our friends in Vascula signed, um, went out and got Joe Lawless as a uh, as a as a draftee this year, third third overall pick. Should have a really strong year. I do have a question about a 26 year old ace, a team that isn't very good. Um, Seems like the and he's teams cost control for a couple seasons. To me, he's the kind of guy that if you were you know if you were a betting person, you might you might offer them a lot for him because um, they're not going anywhere this season. Um, I know Shoeless hears me saying this and probably just like fuck off. <laughs> I said I wouldn't curse on the podcast, um, but uh, but at the same time, yeah, I mean like it just you know Kunin Will Nieto. I don't. Know, I think that I think that this the sunset. For a lot of those guys, 36-year-old Chris Granis, I think that we're getting towards the end of those careers over there. Um, speaking of Chris Granis, 1,700, well, right now, if my models seem to think that he can get another 100 hits this year, and if he did that, he'd be over 1,700 hits for his career, 287 career home runs. Um, I mean, surely a, surely, and surely a, a Hall of Famer, with given he's got two MVPs um, and was legitimately the best hitter in this league for quite some time. So you'd have to think that there's there's there's, there's a surefire Hall of Famer. Um, QAnon, um would is a is close, 140 career wins. Um, uh, pitcher of the year winner, he won. He's got what six, seven, eight, seven All Star games, something like that. Uh, seven time All Star, and so he's another guy that I think you have to put on your short list. Um, didn't neither of them won titles, obviously, which is a bummer. But you know that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Um, but the last thing I wanted to do is look at some rookie names and just throw some names out, and you can you know hear them and do what you want with them. Tuki Jones from Olu, rookie, should have a should be a solid Charlotte War guy, good doubles hitter, um, a guy you'll want in your your lineup rotation. Juan Mancilla in um 
in uh, Mikkeli should be okay. Uh, Isaiah Ocampo in Tempere, um, Filipino player, um, rookie, should be um, not going to necessarily hit for average, but should be a decent power bat. Um, who else? Um, Sam Verdehygen is a, uh, a Vanderhygen is a uh, rookie from um, Vascula. Should have a, should strike out way too much, but um, if he can figure out figure that out though, he'll be um, another fun guy to, to to look out for as a rookie. Um, pitching wise in the rookie category, we have uh, Dalton Willis, another Vascula guy. So I'm just sitting here talking about how Vascula uh, should trade their best pitcher. Well. Um, somehow they have two um, ace pitchers in, in that rotation that both came from this draft. Oh, that's cool. Nice work. They did well. So they have two the two aces in this rotation of young guys. So maybe they should hold on. I'm just joking. Um, and so between him and Lawless, they, those are your battles for rookie of the year. Um, uh, Sakamo went out and got Michigan Makapa, a 28-year-old um, f- foreign import, Finnish Russian import. Um, and he will keep them in the conversation for a title because that rotation could use him. Um, and so, you know, he's got, like many of these guys, he's flawed. He's got some movement issues, but um, but provided he can keep those pitches down and not throw a lot of curveballs that don't break, he should be a, he should be a, um, a solid, solid leader for the, for those rookies. Um, Ryland Kerner, a third rounder from Vimpoli is a guy to look out for. Um, should be should be a good strikeout pitcher. I don't know if he'll win a lot, but he should get a strike. Be a good strikeout pitcher. Um, and um, is there anybody else? No, no one else really worth talking about right now. Uh, Passy Kelman, uh, Yansu, uh, rookie in-house guy, first rounder from 36, making his debut this season in theory. Um, has some good pitches, but necessarily a the kind of guy you'd want to put on a pitch count. But anyway, as far as predictions are concerned, I. If I'm going to ignore the, the predictions and give my own predictions, I would say that I'm going to guess some variation. I'm not guessing in order. Some variation of Olu, Havinka, Turk, no, Olu, Havinka, Sakamo, Kupio is four. Uh, Lapo is five. Um, now I got to be daring. Helsinki six, I'd say. I'm not, I'm not ranking you in order. I'm just naming teams that I think will make the postseason. Helsinki six. That seventh spot, I'd say. Um, I'm gonna say that this is the year the Kuvala experiment fails. This is just me, this is just banter right now. But it's true. This is the year that experiment fails. And that Turku sneaks in on the last day of the season. Like, like, you know, one of them wins 86, one wins 87, something stupid like that. And Turku sneaks into the postseason. And there you go. That's that's my that's my gamble. Um, yeah, and so that they're on the Pori and Kuvala end up sitting on the outside looking in. Probably not going to happen that way, but you got to jinx it. Give folks some bulletin board material. So there you go. Those are my predictions. So that's it. We did it. Another show in the books. Super excited for another season. 11th season 11. I'm going to continue to talk to you all on the Off Topic channel about a proposed spinoff league. You know, Fobble H or something. Historical uh, league that we're kicking around. Um, I think with being inside quarantine and all that, it seems like a fun diversion. Folks have been asking me for months to do another league. I didn't feel like it. I still necessarily feel like it, but I kind of do actually. I'd love to have another thing. Um, this league has been a blast. You all have been amazing. Um, and I'm looking forward to another, you know, another 11 seasons of this. This has been great. And hopefully you all seem to like it too, based on our export numbers. But uh, it might be fun to have another another league that, that goes parallel and, and, you know, more time to sim, but not, 
you know, absurd amounts of time. So stay tuned for that in the Off Topic channel. Until next time, it's the commission signing off. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your evening. I'll see you tonight. Season 11.